welcome to another episode of Away Days at Home with me, Horse David, in London, and with the freshly shaved, trimmed, clipped, trimmed. Andy yeah, in Norway. If you refer to me as freshly shaved, it sounds like my entire body's been shaved. Well, take your shirt off and give us a <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> No, I was only want to say the the, the shiny headed man because I don't know. Literally breaking news today, um, it's been deemed the equivalent of sexual harassment to call men bald in the workplace, um, similar to commenting on a woman's breasts. I don't know that it's that similar. I don't think it's the same either because I don't no. think you would feel it's sleezed upon if I was like, "Ah, you baldy bastard." as opposed to something <laughs> I could see in an office that would make a woman feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, and, yeah. and equally on the other side, I, I feel quite comfortable making fun of myself or pointing out the fact that I've got a big shiny head. I don't I'm think so glad you are going to say that. that. I thought you were going to talk about women's <laughs> breasts. <laughs> I was like, oh, for fuck. Yeah, things work differently here. You can say what you want about anyone. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> no, I was, to be very clear, I was talking about taking the piss out of myself, not other people based on their appearance. <laughs> but no, apparently so. The day there was a judge ruled that um, it's... And you know, you kind of... I hate this the whole, like, the way that the older generations that use woke as like non-PC, like the PC's gone mad. Yeah, oh, it. It's not, but it is a bit, that is, I feel like that's, we're now getting to a point where, come on, if you can't call someone bald, okay, it might make them, like some people absolutely, see if somebody's like self-conscious about it and you call them that, that's no different to bullying them about anything else. I yeah, you would, and you wouldn't say it to someone you don't know. I mean, you Imagine. might, but it would make you a dick. But yeah, exactly. That yeah. would be a very dickish thing to do. So, surely that's just common sense rather than it's sexual discrimination because women can be bald as well. Well, like, yeah. We saw how that went down at the Oscars. You know, oh, fuck. <laughs> Who's out coming in the room right now? Andy, behind yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, how is Norway? It's, uh, it's great. Sun's shining um it's yeah it's beautiful it's i feel like we're in the throes of summer right now uh we've got um we've got the like national constitution day where they celebrate their independence from i want to say sweden i've probably got that wrong um they uh it's still like a quite a recent thing i think it's uh, i'm gonna get this wrong as well 1905 i think so it's like yeah. relatively relatively new but like, it's a massive it's the it's the big day in the calendar over here it's on Tuesday next week, so that's a public holiday, uh, which means Monday probably won't be too much work either because everyone's gearing up for it. But yeah, it's just it's uh, a lot of eating and then sort of one big piss up from the moment you get out of bed. And it's going to be like 21, 22 degrees, bright sunshine wow, all day. Uh, it's one of those days that people always talk about, oh, it always rains, always rains. Uh, but yeah, not this year, hopefully. So sort of gearing up for that one. Are you, taking, be good fun. Uh, are you taking a long week? <laughs> You're just gonna like Tuesday <laughs> off and then just be like, ah, you know what? What's the point in going back to the office? Yeah, half, half on, honestly, then. I I think the numbers might be a bit a bit small on Wednesday because obviously people haven't like celebrated it properly for the last yeah. properly. That's not a word properly for the last couple of years because uh, of COVID and now because a everyone's allowed out. B the weather's like so good. I think it's uh, some people will sort of lose track of uh, the fact that they've got three days of work following. But you've also oh well. got you've also got that like, mass migration of Norwegians 
from the Tony Andre Flo and Eagle Austinstad supporters clubs making their way out of the country. <laughs> Didn't Tuesday, take long to get that in. Wednesday. <laughs> Don't worry at all, mate. <laughs> Plenty of time to get that in. Where are they um, off to? Marbella or? Off, you know, the, the roots. Shall we just, we'll just jump to it. They're obviously. not that far from Marbella, actually, before, if they're going to the game. The last, the last pod we did um, was just before I was going, going away. We were playing Leipzig in the second leg. We were hoping to get in the first leg in Germany, hoping to get an okay result away there. I did start doing some like on the road, on location podcasting, and Andy, you can testify to that. I did start doing it, and then I had my phone nicked with all the content on it that I'd recorded on it. I had chants, I had like many interviews in the stadium, with other <laughs> random Rangers oh, fans. Um, it was it was an unbelievable experience. It's like my first proper away day, I would say, like with Rangers as a, an adult or anything. Um, Leipzig was fine until some dirty bastard stole my phone, which using Apple's iPhone, find my iPhone, which I could only do on my iPad when I got home for some reason. I found it in a north, northeastern, northeastern Leipzig housing estate, um, which looked very kind of Soviet style like ussr style so don't think i'll ever see that again um and unfortunately i lost all that footage but one nil was the result they scored a wonder goal um the fans were funny that were all sitting around us because i was in a what steamed a neutral zone and they don't really care about leipzig i don't i know germany hates them um but they don't really care either they're like the club's only been about it gives us something to do um, plus, we get to see good teams come here. And I was like, well, that's that's one way of looking at it. Um, but no, obviously, we had that. Then came back. We had the away leg, or the home leg, on Thursday. And for that, I was flying to Benidorm, as we know, to Alicante during the match. Um, we landed at about, let's say it was delayed. The flight was a bit delayed. We landed about 15 minutes into the game. And as I turned my phone on, Got signal, got signal, got hooked up. Um, one of the boys who was flying it the next day, boom, one nil, Rangers Tav, and I'm like, I don't believe this. Twitter, refresh, refresh, one nil Tav, and I just put my hands up in the air, looked at my brother, and he jumped up on the plane, was separated, and we just roared, and we were the only two people on the entire flight trying to smile, <laughs> shouting. Everyone looked at us. And just, I don't I need to be careful how I want this. A typical type of person just turned around and went, what is it? And I was like, oh, it's um, my team's just scored. Oh, what team? Oh, Rangers, right, got a goal. Right, what's the Leicester score? And I was like... No, come on. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I looked it up. Oh, you're getting beat one now, Tammy Abram. And that just <laughs> silence. We get off the plane. We walk into the passport control. My brother's dying for a pee. Two other guys that we were with. That one's no Scottish team, doesn't really care. The other one, massive Dundee United, an Arsenal fan. And um, so not big Rangers fans. And so I just went, they were waiting. They went to the toilet. Andrew went to the toilet. I was like, I'm just going to join the passport queue because it's mental. Um, joined the passport queue and another text. 2-0, Rangers, Glenn Kamara. And I'm just like, again, refresh, refresh. Oh, my God. 
and I'm stood in the middle of this giant passport queue and I just put my hands up in the air and shake them and I don't I'm looking for my brother I'm looking for anyone who's reacting to me um and I'm just doing with my fingers like two like two fingers up then like a zero two zero I'm just I'm just like almost like a police siren light you know but just two zero two zero and he comes out the toilet and he clocks that and he goes he starts doing like a oh I don't know who who does that funny floppy run away oh it was Mikel Arteta when he scored the penalty for Rangers runs away with big floppy hands um and it's two 0 at that point so we get through we've got our um, private pickup iPad out one of the boys sent across um in one of our groups and they sent across a link a private link I don't even know how he did that but that got us the um got us a live stream. And we just watched it the whole way in the hotel. Try to hold an iPad in the back of a, a dark a mini van thing, bouncing. Um, and oh, Andy, you are on mute. You've muted your mic. I don't even know how I did that. I don't know how you did that either. Um, but good yeah. job I didn't have anything interesting to say. There's nothing to say. You're just listening to story time with David. Um, yeah. <laughs> we get to the hotel. We try to check in. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh, they're, they're attacking, they're attacking. And I make the mistake of refreshing my phone. And of course, there's a delay, isn't there, on this, the screen to that. And I see it's 2-1. And I'm just like, oh, that, that's no. the word. I hate it when that happens. And I was like, no, this, oh, and everything just dropped. Um, and I just looked up and I was like, no. And we watched it. And it was a fantastic goal. Um, Angelino, again, the guy that scored the wonder goal. Great cross in. Just this unreal cross into the box from the left hand side. And I think I can't I can't pronounce the name. Is it is that a silent N or do you pronounce the N of Cuckoo? Is it N Cuckoo? N Cuckoo. I couldn't He's been tell. Linked to all the big teams. Um and he just does this one touch finish right past McGregor. Like great goal. And it we looked dead on our feet. We looked like we'd really went for it. And then up pops Ryan Kent in like the eighty first minute, takes him out of the byline, hits a cross, and I think it must it must roll off the foot of um the defender because it loops loops up very high and it's literally dropped into the back post the guy the defender clears it it knocks it down and who else but the silky scouser john lundstrom left footed boom right into the net three one we roar i think all of benadorm heard us um, <laughs> and i think that's why my voice from that moment on we never recovered the other flight was coming from Glasgow and they were delayed taking off. And so they thought it was 1 0. But there was a mixture of Rangers and Celtic fans on the flight and no. in the group. And so when they landed, they had already sent them the the official, we're going to Seville from Rangers and stuff. Um, and they had a great time the whole way back with my uncle, who is certainly not Rangers at all. <laughs> Just an hour <laughs> bus journey with him. And then they get their, they're meant to get a minibus. And no, they got a team coach for 15 of them. A 50-seater team coach to Benidorm. Um, uh, why not get there in style? So it's been... that that. So the whole weekend was just a blur of just being like, don't know what's going on, but all I know is we are on our way. And it was just constant all that night. We're on our way. We're on our way to Sevilla. We're on our way. Constantly. <laughs> Just echoing. Met West Ham fans. Gave them, oh, sorry, you didn't make it. No, we're not. Um, and then um, 
we met a, a, a guy in a Rangers training top, an older gentleman in a karaoke bar in Benidorm, who got up to sing a song and they thought oh, he's going to sing like Simply the Best or some Rangers song. He decided to sing probably Scotland's most famous non-Rangers Celtic football song, which is The Proclaimers, Sunshine on Leaf, which is a bit of Hibs. <laughs> and he, he, we're all like, oh, well, that's a great song, but... And he's like, oh, there's a, there's a whole story behind it. Well, there's always a story. So that was the that was the events of Leipzig and the, the semi-finals. Anyone listening to this knows who we're playing, knows all that, but I just thought I would regale it for, for memories of years to come. Because how often can I say that my team is going to be in a European final? How, how long has it been? 2008, believe it or not. And you know what's mad? Steve Davis. Two European finals with Glasgow Rangers. Yeah, with a uh, how how funny as well that his time in between that was with Southampton. What crazy! Man. <laughs> like, how did he not scale those heights there? Um, yeah, unbelievable. And uh, McGregor, forty years old, could be his last ever game for the club because McLaughlin's been the cup goalkeeper in in Scotland. Mm. So it could be um, his last last ever game. Um, Europa League top goal scorer. Who else but Rangers captain James Tavernier? It's only natural that a right back wins that wins that award. Scored that scored the first goal every home leg in the knockout stages. Like mad like well not the first but scored a goal every every mm. home leg. Um not all penalties either, because I know he's getting accused of oh he takes the penalties. I think half of them were penalties, weren't they? Um yeah. Three or four. Yeah. yeah. He scored that scored another penalty last night. It's just a running joke, penalty at Rangers. Um, but still yeah, got score. Just, they're just and then who else but John Lundstrom, like the biggest turnaround since freaking Rocky beat Ivan Drago, like and brought down the Iron Curtain. Just unbelievable. The guy was out on his ass and put the head down and now it's just it's got literally the entire stadium on Thursday night, including the players, were singing his song to the tune of Belinda Carlisle. Um, Heaven is a place on earth. But John Lundstrom <laughs> is the best on earth. Um, yeah, it's a cracking song. Both versions. They had on the screen on um, the game on Sunday, because we had a league game on Sunday, and when the Rangers TV put John Lundstrom up, and they normally have like some stat, and it just said, the best on earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, as you can tell, just unbelievable achievement. Nothing could diminish it, I don't think, because the teams that have been knocked out that tournament, it's not an easy tournament to play. I think we've done something like... I know Joe Aribo this season alone has played 60 games so far. Does that include his national games? Include including international. Um, mm. Tav, I think, has played... every. Every game bar one or two. Goldson has played nearly every I think every game bar one or two. Um the the physical and mental effort to get to this stage just shouldn't be diminished. Um the league last night Celtic won the league. Um they are trying to claim it's ten in a row with fans, forgetting that they were awarded <laughs> the ninth title by email on Zoom. Um so let them have uh, it. anything to stir the pot. They have been like 
they've been consistent. They've been very consistent. They've won the games that they had to win. They've it's funny, been... isn't it? Because they were at the beginning of the season, they were consistently terrible. Yeah, like not not like... just bad. They were they were awful. But they... Um, and then it just switched. They su- well, they sussed it to just go all out. Mm. Forty five minutes, blast teams away. Like we're saying, it countless, countless. And I think we've seen in the last couple of games that we have played them. So obviously, we beat them in the cup extra time. We drew one each. Should have won that game away. Hit the post and stuff. They they blow out their arse after 65 minutes. Like they're knackered. You can see it. They tire. Um, so they can't maintain it. But the last pod we were talking about tactics with Van Bronckhorst and how he can shift it in a game and it continues to happen um, for, for our benefit, thankfully. Um, there's not been a negative shift of sorts. Mm. But the... Um, he, he's such Celtic. He knows how to play them now. The three 0 game where we get beat was terrible. Like that was a fucking horrendous. That's probably the worst performance since then. It's like no, I know exact. We know exactly what we were going to do, and we were going to make them try and stop us. And mm. all the games so we were playing, we almost them, take their own game to them a little bit. Like, but we've been playing for for weeks now, months without a striker, like without a proper striker. And we're putting, we're managing to put goals in the net. But when we played them, and it was one each, Sakalish really should have hit hit the net when he hit the post. Um, we skied one over. We hit the goalkeeper from five yards out and stuff. But look, it's a long league season. They were consistent. They've not been beaten at home. They won the league, whatever. But I've never seen the the weirdest thing I saw was on Saturday. We went and watched the Hearts Celtic game. They were playing at Celtic Park. Basically, win this game, they've won the league. It's done. Mm. Um, and the stadium wasn't full. It wasn't full? Because we had popped the bubble on Thursday night. We have absolutely mentally destroyed them <laughs> by getting to the European final. Because on top of it, I was getting there. It's in Seville. Which is the scene of Celtic's greatest European Triumph, sorry, no. It's where they got beat off Porto in the final in 2003. Um, but they they took the fans and they won FIFA's Best Fans of the, the Year award. And they went down gallantly and it was Porto cheating under Mourinho. So much so that at Celtic Park, one of the hospitality suites is called the Seville Suite. One of the plaques where you can put your name on the wall of the stadium is called the Seville Wall. I think four or five years after the, the Seville game, they wrote a play in a musical about it that sold out, obsessed with it. And they didn't win. <laughs> right? They didn't win. Um, well, no pressure, but you've kind of got to go there and win now. But now they've actually, if you if you search, there's no Seville suite anymore. Because as soon as, as, soon as we won... The game, I think from the Friday onwards, and people found this out. Rangers fans phoned up and were trying to book it to watch the game in on the Wednesday. <laughs> they can't make it out there. Um, so they're, they're, and they're like, ah, you're raging, we've won the league. And we're like, you know, we would have been. We would have been, we would have been gutted. But we, we're going to, we've got two cup finals this week. Like in the next 10 days, we have two cup finals. Celtic have one more game in the league, dead rubber, and then they can sit at home and watch us play. Um, 
So it's glorious. It's glorious at the moment. It's glorious. Weirdly, it's glorious failure. God, I'm devastated about league because we tossed it away. That that run of, run of fixtures after the break. Mm. That's what fucked us. Like two and a up at home at Motherwell, two each. Three one up at Ralph's County, three each. Like these stupid Aberdeen, two each. Two yeah. like stupid draws. Um they're the killers. That's what killed us. Um the consistency wasn't there and the consistency was with them. So you know what? Fair play. They won the league. All I've seen on the news is about how um, Ange Postacoglu proved he was the greatest manager in the world because he took Celtic from the ultimate low to winning the league. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, but if I remember correctly, he spent about 25, 30 million this season. Mm. Celtic still had a lot of good players. It was just they were terrible last year. The club never went bust. And they didn't have to come up through the divisions to win the league, but your league triumph this season is better than ours last season. Yep, no, no problem. No problem. <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, man, it's just madness. madness. But yeah, uh, it's a kind long... of interesting to follow it from afar. It's, what uh, your thoughts it's... on it all? Uh, in terms of the 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 European final or the league or just. Well, Europe, let's go Europe first. From a European yeah. viewpoint, well, from an, an EC, is it ECC, Norway? You're not EU, are you? Are you ECC? Uh, like the, something like that, isn't it? The sing, you're part of the, the fucking single union thing, the yeah. single market. That sort of we, the extra little bit. Yeah. Um, the, the European finals uh it's an interesting, like it's it's a it's a mad achievement. When when the when when the second leg was finished and you won and it sort of all calmed down, I, I went online and just sort of had a had a look back through the the previous rounds to see sort of what had happened with the other teams. And it's crazy the teams that got knocked out, who they were knocked out by, like some of the teams that Rangers beat as well. And I went back to try and find what the odds were on Rangers winning. Um, like each stage. And I think at the beginning of the knockouts, there were some bookmakers that still had you at like 200 to one. <laughs> you yeah. think if you'd stuck a tenner on that one, um, even if you don't win, you know, getting half of it back would be quite nice. But I could maybe get half of a ticket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could, you could send like one of your limbs to the, to the final. Yep. Um, but yeah, like that—that that for me just put it in perspective a little bit. Because uh, as big as you are in your in your league in your home country, you're a, a minnow in Europe. Um, and it's—I uh, just—I can't remember the last time you had a final between two teams that are, like, frankly, you know, nowhere near the sort of the giants of Europe. The, the even the giants of Europe that you get in the Europa League. If you look at the teams that have won it and even competed for it in the last few seasons, you know, uh, Seville, Villarreal, Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, all these teams have been in these finals. For Rangers and, and Frankfurt, who are where they sat fifteenth in the league 11th, or something. Well I've not checked after the weekend. Last week they were eleventh. Yeah, well I don't think I mean, won, I don't think they've won a league game. Like that's that's still bottom half of the German league because they're eighteen teams, aren't they? So you know, bottom half of the German league against the team that's finished second in in Scotland for the second most prestigious European trophy is kind of mad. I think if you'd stuck money on that at the beginning of the season, then you'd be talking big bucks because it just doesn't happen anymore. Like 
I was reading a conversation the other day about um you know the 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 super league and the merits of like all the big teams playing each other all this shit and I thought yeah great if you're like 15 years old and you love playing FIFA and you just want to see you know Mbappe versus Haaland I was going to say Ronaldo versus Messi but uh thinking about the modern era like if you want to see that every week like cool but you know, for those of us that have been watching football for a number of years, we, we we like seeing we like seeing the underdogs, we like seeing the upsets, we like seeing the the things you never predict, we like seeing the things that are unbelievable. And of course you can see that from the big teams, you know, Kevin De Bruyne's twenty four minute hat trick last night is a is a good example of that. Yeah. But you you lose so much of it if you don't have Leicester winning the Premier League or Rangers against Frankfurt in the Europa League final. Or think back to when Porto won the the Champions League under Mourinho. Yeah, they had some good players, but they were all unknown back then. And like those those kind of nights for me are like aside from anything Southampton related. Like that's what makes football. If the final of the Europa League was, and I'm pulling these two names out of thin air. If it was like Inter Milan against, say, Borussia Dortmund, I, I wouldn't even care about the result. I wouldn't be tuning into it. I really wouldn't be bothered. Um, but this, like, and I think this will get a lot of people interested. There will, of course, be the the kids that love watching the big teams, the big names who won't understand why this is a great final. Um, and I shouldn't just say the kids. Like, of course, it's not just young younger people that think that way. a lot but... of people that think of two crap teams in a final who's going to yeah they will there's plenty of old boys from down the pub that will be thinking exactly that as well but i think for for those that just have a little bit more sentimentality around football outside of their own club this is a great final uh it's a great lineup and of course uh i'd love to see rangers win it um but yeah this is a for me it's almost impossible one to predict because you know, you've got two clubs here that are completely, not completely inexperienced in this situation. Like Rangers, are, like you always say, every every league game's a cup final, right? Like yeah. as a club, you understand how to play these big games, but European cup final, um, you know, this is this would be interesting to see how the two teams set up. Like what, what do they do? The biggest of managers can choke in Europe. Look at Guardiola always doing the over tinkering with his teams, for example. Arguably the greatest manager around and he, he can't get it right. So it's gonna be fascinating to see how this one pans out. I think you made the point there of big teams have been knocked out of the tournament, but we've not both teams in this final have knocked those big teams out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not as if, Barcelona, right? It's not like uh we fluked it in a, a Greece type of way or England yeah. <laughs> to the semi-finals yeah. where like you don't play anybody, you get really lucky or like Leipzig got by. Because he had Spartak Moscow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like um we've had to go to places as the older underdogs and beat them. Like we were underdogs against Dortmund. That was phenomenal. Um and people say, Oh, Haaland wasn't playing. Look, there was no enough money in that team and enough talent. So you can't give that as an excuse. And it was over two legs and they didn't beat us. So we did yeah. what we had to do there. We beat Red Star. Tough, tough, tough opposition, but we beat them. Braga, everybody thought Braga's nah. Braga don't look, but Braga will beat Rangers. Beat them. Leipzig, nah. That's it done now. They've got like, this deadly striker. Everybody wants them. Blah blah blah. They've got this talent that. B 
beat them. Um, so it's it's very much as a final. It's it feels very much like a fifty fifty final of who's who's going to who's going to break first. Yeah, and I think seems... I think that's what's so interesting about it. It's very fifty fifty. I think I think the bookmakers have got Frankfurt down as the favourites, but and they should be. Like it won't be by the... much. Um, but based on the fact that we don't have a striker. Yeah, we're playing with like false nines and all that, making midfielders play centre halves and all over the place, and trying to like figure out ways of scoring without having a striker. And when you come to this level, it's going to be very important. I heard someone say today on one of the podcasts, Frankfurt and Rangers, it'll be whoever is best off the ball that will win the game, because both of the both of these teams' average possession is about forty four percent, forty three, forty four. So it's not like we go out and dominate. There's the odd game, like the Braga game. Even then, like our expected goals was unbelievable. It was like four point nine or six or six. it was the highest one it's ever been. But it's against this Frankfurt team, and you're going to have the nerves of it's a final, it's a one-off game. At least in the other where we've been good, and where it seems Frankfurt have been good is knowing what you've got to do, like getting the first one out of the way, and then going right. Okay, that job's done. All we need to do is this. Whereas now it's a case of right, go out and win in the final. And unfortunately, yeah. we have not won a cup final in oh, I don't even know. Nine nine years, ten years, twelve years. Um <laughs> we're not good in finals. Um so I just hope that the, the players seem relaxed. The players seem very up for it. The interviews, they've been doing all the, like, the Europa League press today mm. um, in the build-up to the match, and obviously they've been doing the photo shoot yesterday, which, if anyone's listening, you can look it up. It's like the official Getty Images UEFA feed, and it's fucking hilarious what they make the players do on these mad poses. But it's it's going to be... It's going to be a really tight, interesting game where... When we went to Manchester in 2008, we were just happy to be there. We'd scraped through, like, penalty shootouts, nil-nils, one-away goal, whatever, versus this time where we've actually went and we're in a final that we're like, we can win this. Why can't we beat Frankfurt? We've beat the teams that beat Frankfurt. Do you know what I mean? Like, in the league. Yeah. Who are superior to the game. That's how both sides have to go in and look at this is like yeah but you can't you can't fixate on it too much but realistically when a rangers or frankfurt are going to be at another european final anytime soon and not, realistically not structures and all that that are bringing in no, like realistically as well when when are you going to play a european final either of you against opposition outside of the european elite again so it's like it's such a huge opportunity and of course the uh you know the 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 sort of the, the, the cherry on top of the icing on top of the cake is the champions league place at the end of it yeah well we've made stuart robertson the rangers managing director said today that on this run we have now made more money than we would have made being in the champions league this season because really, in reality, we wouldn't have done much in the Champions League. Mm. Let's be fair. Yeah. Um, if we win this, then we go as a top seed into the Champions League, which obviously comes with it. The prestige. I say the easier draw. Well, you're missing one pot. Do you know what I mean? 
but yeah, you get yeah. a, you get a team of a similar level in your group at least from pot four. Um, yeah, which without looking at it too negatively, it probably increases your chances of at least dropping down into the Europa League should you get knocked out. Exactly, and you also but remember you also get money for your points. Yeah, and your results in Champions League. So then that's like if you get a double header against a team that you like, we can we can take six points off them. That's more cash in the bank. Plus, so if we get that, that we also then, I do think Liverpool will beat us in the Super Cup, but <laughs> we get, which is crazy. Like we could play in the Super Cup next season, and it's like what the fuck. Um, Better than that though, for a, for an experience would would be if you played Real Madrid. The, oh. Liv- the Liverpool team is better, but the like I think just having the moment the of playing Real Madrid. Well, we is played them. So we played bigger. them. Played them at the start of the season, didn't we? As a pre-season friendly, <laughs> yeah. Fashion Sakala looked amazing. So like we've got we've got their number. We know exactly. Who yeah, they they, they'll definitely be worried about um, that. And it'll be like it'll literally be like a year later because I think the Super Cups is the beginning. Of yeah, August. it's one of the first games, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so it's like roundabout friendly season time. Um, and we don't need, we wouldn't need to play European qualifiers from like the first week of June, which would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> um, which has been happening for forever. So I, I could wax on and on about it. It's getting to the stage of just like, right, is it, is it there yet? We had a game, we had a game last night and um, I had the feeling of like, you know, like the la- the last week of school, when it's like just bring in a D- bring in a DVD and bring in some games and just <laughs> sit about, um, and it very much had that feeling. We had it was Ross County, wasn't it? Ross County. We had eighty percent possession, some ridiculous number of shots. We beat them four one in the end. Their goal was good. We were two 0 up, and they scored two horrendous horrendous challenges from their players on our players that. Looked like they want actually just looked like they wanted to hurt the players, like malicious, horrible challenges. The worst one, no booking from the ref, nothing waved on, waved on play. Um, but thankfully, no one got injured. Young Alex Lowry got a start, played the whole game. The oh, boys, nice. the boys, the boy is the boy's very good, he's very good. Um, he signed a new deal as well, he was linked with Newcastle, but he signed his new deal. Um, so all positive. Calvin Bassey set up um, Diallo at the back. I think it was Diallo at the back post. Yeah, set up Diallo at the back post. Diallo is coming on to a game, so there's chat about, okay, he's settled in now. He's used to the club. He's used to Scottish football. Do we look at extending his loan for another season next year? Because obviously we've got the link with, um, what's his name? Is it Den Hag? Is going to my yeah. United? So our assistant coach, Dave Voss, was the youth team coach at Ajax before he came over. They know each other. Plus, we'll get Geo and whatever. So we'll see. And also, that. the chances of Diallo getting yeah. any game he's time. Really. The first, he's not getting off the bat right away for them. No. So maybe another season with us. Um, he got a goal. Bassey looked great. Um, everybody in fashion got his goal. Scott Wright got a goal. It was just a really, it was a really good performance. But it did have a feeling like, just, yeah. can we just? We've got, we're playing hard yeah, on the, the weekend. Way. We play Hearts on Saturday and then we play them again next Saturday in the cup final. And I'd be amazed, be fucking amazed if any of our start eleven are anywhere near the squad. <laughs> Cause it's all about now, like, no. Just get Bubble wrap. Like the game the season's the league's done. Yeah. The league's done. There's four at the moment, um it's four points. Don't four points. But here's here's a thought. The the, the fellow you've signed from Hearts, uh, Suter, the centre back. Yeah. Um 
He obviously can't. Well, no, I say no, he obviously. Can he can play? He's already played against this, I think. Yeah. Big. Surely there's a like, fair enough a league game like who cares, but the 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 cup final if he plays in that like or if they decide to play him in that it's yeah. kind of the the professionals aren't they they're going to give it all so like they I think he plays right back for Hearts maybe mm. or left back but he plays all over the place Andy Halliday who is he signed from Rangers. Everybody knows he's Rangers. He's diehard of Rangers. All his family are in the stands at Ibrooks. There's jokes about him going to Seville next week and then trying to get back in time for the cup final. Um, and their fans were a bit like, oh, why are we saying to him, mad Rangers, whatever. He scored two goals. He he beat it. He was the guy that scored the two goals to beat Hibs 2-0 in the last Hibs game. So they're like, fuck it. But he's expected, if he plays against Rangers, he'll give everything. Do you know, in the professionals, so Suter's no different. Um, I wouldn't expect, I wouldn't expect him to not start if he's fit. But then again, I don't know enough about the Hearts team, so I don't know if he's been playing too much recently. Mm. So I we've got that, and then it's planes, trains, and automobiles. The stories, <laughs> the stories coming out about people trying to get flights. So I booked last week, a couple of weeks ago. Um, after the first leg, I went on, used my air miles and booked flights. The only flights I could find my air miles was to Madrid. And mm. I thought, you know what, I'll book flights to Madrid. There's loads of trains just in case. And if not, I'll just cancel them. I get my air miles back. It's not a problem. Like, it's quite quite useful. Um, and then obviously we qualified. So I didn't, I didn't look at it all weekend. And then I was like, right, fine, I better have a look. All trains sold out from Madrid to Seville. Every flight to anywhere in Spain sold out next week. There's Rangers fans going, one of them is going Glasgow to Copenhagen, Copenhagen to Mallorca, Mallorca to Faro, Car to Seville. And then to get That makes back, sense. That's how then, I would have done it. And then it go back. He goes, he goes from Seville to Faro, Faro to Marrakesh. Marrakesh to Mallorca, Mallorca to Eindhoven, and then across to Glasgow. Um, people have booked, so I, me booked Madrid. I thought on the train it's two and a half hours. By car it's like six hours from Madrid, right? So that's equivalent of me what booking, booking a flight, booking a flight to I don't know Watford, and then going to a game in Glasgow. There's people yeah. <laughs> that have booked flights. The equivalent of like, oh, I've booked a flight to like um, Cologne for a game that's in Oslo. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? But it's fine because it's all Europe, isn't it? It's all in the same place. Um, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not too bad. I, I think the problem is Seville's not the biggest or busiest of airports. It's not, and it's not. But it's not a big city either. And no. it's not just us buying the flights. Frankfurt. They obviously took. You saw what happened in Barcelona. Yeah, they are traveling. They have requested a hundred thousand tickets. We requested the same. We're not even playing in the biggest stadium in Seville. We're playing in the smallest stadium in Seville. Playing in a forty thousand seater. That's um, crazy. Seville can't. I know Seville. Seville doesn't have the infrastructure for two hundred thousand Germans and Brits coming together. <laughs> 
for two days where all they want to do is sing and drink. It's not that city. I think it could have the infrastructure for that if you explain exactly that to everyone that lives in Seville because they'll all leave for the for the week. Well, this is what's been annoying. So nothing's been confirmed yet. I saw a tweet tonight, something might come out. But remember, we're, we're six days away from the final. They've got a fan park, the official UEFA Europa League fan park at the Plaza de España. No screens, live DJ, kick a ball, get your photo with the mascot, blah, blah, blah. Closes at 6pm, Seville time, final at 9pm. Right? There's no big screens anywhere in the city showing the game. Um, the bars in Seville are all relatively small taverners. So fans, people, smarter people than all of us, got together and went, you know what they should do? There's two other stadiums in Seville. You've got the Olympic Stadium that holds about 50,000 and you've got the Betis Stadium that holds 60,000. One is North Seville, one is South Seville, but that's not, it's not like North London and South London. That's about four or five miles. Mm. It's a bit like Glasgow. Why not give one set of fans that stadium the other set of fans, that stadium, for the ones that don't have tickets, put big screens in the stadium, just hire a big screen. You have bars in there, you have restaurants, like the food kiosk, and you have toilets, facilities, that are used to that amount of people. And you keep all the fans in one area. And you set up a fan park around the stadium all day as well. Um, and nothing, nothing's been done. Nothing at all. They've not even, UEFA have said, oh, any fans without tickets shouldn't travel. And they've said that not to Rangers, not to Frankfurt, to anyone, to Liverpool and Real Madrid fans as well. And it's like, guys, we've just came out of a pandemic. Like, everybody's itching to go everywhere. Just how difficult is it? Are you telling me you don't want all all these people with all this money coming into town and just absolutely splashing the cash. All they want to do is come in and get out. So many of the, the tweets I've been seeing and about journeys and stuff are like, right, we're, we're flying into Malaga, we've got a bus, drops us off, we're there for the day, bus leaves at like 10 to 12 at night to go back. Do you know what I mean? None of the buses are staying overnight of all these people coming into the town. The accommodation in Seville has been booked out for months and is really expensive for a room. So a lot of people are just like, want to spend the day there and then want to go back. So people are going to Jerez, Faro, Granada, Madrid, Malaga. There's a bus coming from Barcelona. Like, there's people driving. This is the thing is like, if people want to go, they're going to go. They're going to go. So just they can advise it. them not to travel, but it's it's stupid to not put the the sort of temporary infrastructure in place to accommodate the fans because they, they will go anyway. And it would just, it would be, it's going to be messy if they don't set something up. It would up. be really shit for the city. Any For any city, you would just expect a European final. We'd go, you know what we're going to do? A couple of screens. One fan park here, one fan park there, and that will cover us. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make sure, like, okay, local restaurateurs, nightclub owners, bar owners, guys, do you want to set up stalls? Go to the go to the wholesalers, buy hundreds of thousands of crates, this cruise campo, cheap vodka, whatever, 
not even that, just Cruz Campo, because they'll all be bringing their own duty free. (laughs) Plenty of cold beer, plenty of water, and then snack bands, like you would for the game, but it's because I think we were the one thing that's kind of detrimental to both sets of fans is Spanish football culture is not like German and British football culture. Yeah, that's exactly right. They don't drink at the games like that. They like they, they sit with their um, tostados, like the, the sunflower seeds. Half time, all you hear is the uncrinkling of tin foil as they all take <laughs> out their sandwiches. Um, so I don't know if that's one of the downfalls, but it seems there's been a lot of conversations. Rangers have been over there the last couple of days, like with delegations going, look, we can't stop this. They're coming. Um, so can we just make it as comfortable as possible for you for your people like on the ground? Just put us, just give them a big area, give us an area, give them an area, and just try and like it's not keep us apart because of trouble. But if, if you don't keep us apart and you don't, and people are boozing all day in the sun, it's just it's just asking for something to happen. It's a recipe, isn't it? So, but I, I'll I'll finish up talking about Rangers now on a positive note um, the travel situation is difficult there's a woman on Twitter I want to say her name is Lauren just a normal ordinary woman who likes the Rangers and because she couldn't get a flight she just tweeted it and went would anybody be interested if I could organise a flight if I could charter a flight and I was like ah, whatever she fucking went and chartered a flight. She needed 35 <laughs> grand as a deposit. Within six hours, she had the 35 grand from people. Chartered, like no scammer. She chartered the flight. Over, I think it's like 180 people on our, on our airline. She literally Jeez. just created a company one day. Not even a company, she's like, right, we'll do this. Doing it over your Twitter DMs and stuff. Um, and it's, it's, someone else has done it. People have been like, doing all that stuff and I just thought that's really nice because people are trying to scam I've seen scammers already get tickets money off people and not have tickets um you know that's how um that's how Virgin Atlantic started Richard Branson was stuck out in the US somewhere and stuck cancelled flights and everything and he just decided to go and sort of last minute uh charter a private jet and basically said to everyone that was on his cancelled flight I'm doing this this is how much it's going to cost you to get on my plane he saw how easy it was and thought, oh, I could make a living out of this. So maybe she'll be the next... Uh... Maybe, she'll be, maybe she'll start like Scott Air. Yeah, exactly. Lund- Lund- Lundstrom Air. Air. <laughs> um, I was going to order, um, based off those UEFA photos, I'm, I was going to order online the big giant, you know, big cardboard cutout heads. Yeah. I, got, I ended up there because I was trying to think I cut out of the Europa League trophy. And then I thought, you know what, it'd just be better to have the big heads. Um, but then I was like, oh, I don't know who's going to score. I kind of get one of them, and then it's somebody else that scores. So I'm just going to, hang on, just leave it. But yeah, make make yourself one of those nice like tin foil versions of the cup. Yes, that's what you I, need. Should I write under it? Please give me your shot. Yeah, <laughs> fucking rife at every game. You see, this people have started like I've seen it in the Premier League stealing the fucking match ball. Really? The ball goes in the crowd and they just put they just put it under the jumper and they sit as if and the oh. TV's on them and then they wait for the next ball they want to play and then they oh, take it out and put it in their bag and I'm like, fuck, what's happened? The cost yeah. of cost of living crisis, man. People are like, yeah. oh, 
love that. Yeah, they'd be, be trading that for baked beans. On the note of the Premier League, we have a game live as we're speaking. And I've just yeah, it's uh, one-way it, traffic. Tottenham Hotspurs versus Arsenal to the listeners. It was, by all accounts, the... I don't know if I would have said they were favourites, but Arsenal fans were very confident going into this game. They were very confident because I speak, my boss happens to be one. And he's like, no, we get this done. Top four's are done. It's not happening. Um, I didn't want to say it aloud because he was my boss, but I know that based on form, I believe Spurs are the third best team in England, according to form. Um, and it's currently 3-0. Spurs and Arsenal are down to 10 men. Yeah, Arsenal lost uh, Rob Holding uh, midway through the first half. The second yellow was uh, stupid, to say the least. And uh, yeah, downhill from there, by the looks of it. Manager of the year, Mikel Arteta, got a new deal. Yeah. Got a brand new deal. So like, What a way to then, celebrate it. And then he's only up against them. Um, Ex Celtic sensation on Monday, Eddie Howe, Newcastle, which <laughs> at St James's Park, um, which will be very interesting. That will be a very that's. I think Newcastle will take something off them. Yeah, quite possibly. I think I think Arsenal should this stay the same, and you imagine it will. I think Arsenal is still one point ahead of Spurs with two games to they go. Need, they need they need Spurs need Newcastle to do them a favour. Yeah, yeah, big time. Um, because I think the last game of the season for Arsenal's Everton. Yeah. Um, that, who knows with that really? Shall we? Let's discuss that then. Let's discuss the last time we were speaking and about how confident we were about Everton going down. Oh so yeah, they, I called it. I I I was pretty confident about the fact Everton are going down now. Now sat four points behind then, Southampton with a game in hand. Yep. Since then they've gained seven points. Southampton have gained one. Um, yeah, Burnley have gained six, and Leeds have gained fuck all. Um, so, who are you it's saying? Kind of, it's kind of mad, isn't it? Because like Everton just put some back to back wins together, got themselves some some decent points. Burnley have been okay, but a little bit shit. But fortunately for them, Leeds have just been so much shitter. Yep. Um, Getting those like consecutive games, first half red cards. You're like, how are you, how are you making these mistakes? It's so amateur. Hey, the, the 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 red last night was it last night or the night before? Whatever. It was a joke. Like what Daniel James is doing, I I'll never know. Um, oh, I. I they're literally throwing away the Premier League status. They were yeah. they weren't safe, but they just needed to scrape a few more points, get this one more the... win, and you're probably all right. And yeah. they, they're just they've lost their heads completely. Yeah, it has, it's it's like something a switch has went in their heads, and they've realised fuck we could get relegated. And instead yeah. of going right, let's put the head down, they've shit it they're massively. Um, and you know, it, it, you see this happen probably every season actually, where a, a club that's down the bottom and in trouble brings in a manager with no Premier League experience. Um, Jesse Marsh could be a good manager, but if you've got no Premier League experience and no Premier League relegation battle experience and you're coming in with absolutely no time to... I mean, you certainly can't bring in new players. You you could bring in a new system and you can get players playing a different way, but you don't really have any time to, no. you know, to, to get that to work. Like Newcastle brought in Eddie Howe and like he had the time. They were miles adrift at, at the time, but oh, they, like he, he run, still had some form. time. 
he he's he's done a really good job. We've, we've Unbelievable good. job. Once the coaching kicked in, mm. and he knows the league, and he knows like okay, you've got a free hit on this game, guys. But using it to build confidence, like my United game, exactly. Use it to build confidence. Go, just go for it. Come on, let's let's show them what we've got. We're underdogs. Mm. And then when you cut turn around and you're playing the lower teams, the teams in the same area as you, then the confidence they are going. Well, look, we did against Man United. Go and do it today. Yeah, and that's what they've been doing. They also bought very good players. Um, yeah, but he's he's done exactly what was asked of him. He's not gone and like I mean, people we've mentioned this before. People have talked about Newcastle like throwing so much money at the problem. They spent about eighty million, I think. Other clubs have spent a lot more than that previously yeah. and gotten nowhere near the return that Newcastle have from those players. Like the signings were so intelligent. Um, so uh, yeah, fair play to Eddie Howe and Newcastle. Like they've done they an unbelievable up, they, job. If if a, if the results f- fell the right way, they could end up in the top half of the table, which is mad. It, it is. I think January the no. Hang on, let me get this right. Is either January first or? December the first, they they had something like seven points. Like they were so far adrift. It took them was it fourteen or fifteen games to win a to win a league match. Yeah. There's no right in staying up, let alone being in the top half. It's like it's a it's a mad job what what he's done there. Um, and yeah, he signed these players, but half of them got injured anyway. Shall we jump on if Fat Frank? Um, yeah, as saying, he managed to get a couple of good results. Um, under him, beating Leicester, beating Chelsea, like as we said before. Yep. Those games. Do you remember what we were saying a few weeks yeah. ago about when he had his, his moment, didn't he? When he yeah. when he turned on some of his players. players and questioned their their sort of quality and belief. And I mean, I think everyone was was right to question why he'd done that. But it's interesting, sort of what he's done since then because he's actually dropped some of their biggest names uh after after having done that he's not really put the faith in the players that he signed either which is kind of saying you know all right that was me this isn't working and instead he's 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 sort of backed the players that that really aren't quite the standard that a club like everton should be playing and even came out and you know talked about like the attitude of a player like Mason Holgate um, and what you know how he embodies everything you need to stay in the Premier League and like fair play like he he showed his whole hand the you know he, he didn't leave he didn't leave anything behind he showed everything to everyone and he's managed to back it up and you can't you know fair enough if they were playing teams that had nothing to play for but to go and, and Chelsea sort of do have nothing to play for but you know the Champions League spots were never nailed on no. um to go and win that win against Leicester like they've they've done they've done a good job in the last few weeks and you know it takes takes time to get players doing what it is you want them to do as well like we we're just saying and uh he's, he seems to have just got them to click at the right time where is it the other end of the table let's um Man United just we need like I think we're gonna to have to do an end of season special. <laughs> we said we said that back in about October. I think we have to yeah. do one on Man United, and, and I yeah, I'll do a stand by that. Oh my goodness! Like again, I was out. I was in Spain. I walk in, having sat by the swimming pool, look at the TV, and I'd had a few beers, 
<laughs> like, what? Like, I think I texted you guys and was like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Brighton? Brighton don't score goals. Never mind four. Never mind against Man United. Um, and by all accounts, it was like, yeah, the possession was in favour of Man United, but it didn't look like it was a, a like a smashing grab. You know, like they, no, it wasn't. They, they there was a couple of good win. goals in there, but two two of the goals were first ever goals for the players that scored them. Um, I think one of them was a full back, the other one I can't remember, centre midfielder maybe. And then the fourth goal, <laughs> Trossard just the ball's up in the air, and he's he's literally just ran into it and fallen the ball into the into the goal. Like it was one of the biggest shit shows I've ever seen from a big team in the Premier League. Um, even even uh, Ranić's turned on United now. Yeah. So, you know, since since Ten Hag's been announced and it's been announced that Ranić's taking that uh, the Austrian national yeah. job, he's just like, you know, what have I got to lose? He's he's turned on the club, said what a mess they are. It's just like, I think all season we've been saying with Man United, what what next? What's going to happen next? And it's like it just always seems to be something else. Yep. I think it would be the. It, it, the perfect way to sign it off would be Ronaldo coming out at, on the last game and saying, "I'm done, not playing for you next season." Yeah, because well, I mean, if they if they didn't have him this season, and I still think it was wrong to sign him, but if they didn't have him this season, they could be in the bottom half. Yeah, he's he's saved them. Like I would love to see this. I think end of season stats of like how many points has Cristiano Ronaldo single handedly won? Yeah. Man United, and it's fair saying, oh, someone else might get the goals. No, 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 some of the goals that he scored for them this season. No. Like he scored what? Did he get the hat trick against Spurs? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. So, yeah, absolutely, just Jekyll and Hyde. I can't understand it. I suppose we should talk about the, the nail biting, gripping run of Man City and Liverpool. Um, do you reckon you guys will do Man City a turn? Nope. I think we haven't lost 9-0 this season and uh, <laughs> we've got Liverpool next and the form they're in compared to the form we're in, there's a, there's a chance. They, Spurs did well with the draw. Um, oh, incredibly. They played very weekend. well. Yeah, they played very well. Um, they were well coached and you can, you'd can properly see, again, we keep coming back when you have a proper good coach. It takes yeah. a wee bit of time, but then when the players are bought into it and they know what they're doing, it works. There's, there's fans of, you know, maybe not Man City now that they've signed Haaland. I can't believe it's taken us 59 minutes to mention that. Yeah. But um, there's fans of Liverpool and fans of certainly Chelsea and then sort of the other teams around like the periphery of the, the top four that are really scared about Spurs next season because if they keep that team together with the manager as well, giving a him a full pre-season... And a few more players. They need a f- yeah. they need, they're missing just a few, but like the players he's brought in, yeah, and it, the one absolute the quality, like are quality players. Uh, I think yeah, they'll be they'll be very good. And I think Arsenal have had a good run, but I also think Arsenal have been fortunate that Man United, West Ham, Wolves. That's like that's once you drop it. The top five, it's my United, West Ham, Wolves, Brighton, Leicester City, Palace. Yeah. Like, you can be the best of those, and I think Arsenal are. But I don't know if maybe tonight, for example, is shown. I think the run of form Arsenal had, I know they're coming off of it, like they were like four wins, looking good. But they had that run, didn't they, where they were just losing, losing, 
losing. But they, they lost three in a row to they lost three in a row to Brighton, Palace, and Saints. And you're going to have um, that when your team is relatively young because they are a very young team. Yeah, and is, a very inexperienced manager. Yeah, and so you learn together, and yeah, sure it'll come good, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe in a couple of seasons. But if Tottenham then build upon where they're at just now, and I get one more season. It's only one. You only need that one more season to mm. get the make your opposition press the button and go right now. This isn't working and panic, which Spurs do a lot anyway. But yeah, I would I would say fair play to Arsenal though. Like we, we we've given Arteta some shit through the through the season, but yes, I, I don't I don't think he's got the greatest squad at his disposal. I think if you were to compare his squad to the others of the teams around him, I'd say on paper it's the weakest. It's of course far weaker than Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea, but I'd say on paper it's weaker than both Spurs and Man United as well. Yeah, definitely Man United. Um, like you look at their squad and you look at even I would say it's it's, it's on tough, a part of like a Leicester or a West yeah, Ham, like I t- think. In in terms of age Take a couple out of Leicester and it's probably around about the same age bracket. Like Leicester's mm. quite a young squad. They have a few but they have a few experienced core players. Yes. And yeah, that's what Arsenal's do. lacking. And I think Spurs have that, but they only have one or two more seasons with those players because they're not getting yet like what Son and um Kane next season will be in their thirties, won't they? Both yep. Son's already in his thirties. Um so you're not gonna get I don't I can't see Harry Kane Okay, this will happen because we're seeing it. I can't yeah. see him becoming Lewandowski, where he just gets better and better and better every season. Lewandowski, I, I think he'll. I think he'll drop back. I think like he's shown in the last couple of years, like his his ability to to play very different roles for for the team. Yeah. I think you'll see him drop back, sort of like Beckham did. How? But fine, Beckham wasn't a striker, but Beckham took up that kind of like quarterback role. He he just became the guy that kind yeah, of controls the game from a distance. Ping, he could just ping balls and he was playing he was playing in very, very good teams like mm. AC Milan and PSG and that doing that. I don't know if you'd unless they buy an amazing striker. Unless he like someone who can they feed he can feed the ball. He's done it with he's done it this season with Sun, hasn't he? Like his assist records on yeah. but yeah, time will tell. Then Liverpool are relying on Stevie G because Man City go to Villa, don't they? Um, yeah, that's right. Is that the last game they've got? Um, um, I think. Let me. No, check. there's there's two uh, games the last, left. The la- yeah, they've got West Ham. Man City have got West Ham mm. in London, and then it's Aston Villa at home. Like so Man City and Manchester, the final game. That, that West Ham game's a tasty one, isn't it? Because. Yeah. Uh, and I've not been able to work this one out yet at all, but somehow Man United, that Brighton game was their 37th game of the season when everyone else had played 35. I wasn't sure how that had happened. Man United then had this huge break up to the final game of the season. Um, but what that means is West Ham are a, a, a game a game in hand over United, and fair enough, it's, it's Man City, but... Um, well, they'll want that spot, though, won't they? Because seventh is seventh conference, yeah, and sixth yeah, is Europa. Exactly, they're three three points behind, and with a superior goal difference. Um, and I think, yeah, West Ham, their last game of the season is away to Brighton, which is no easy game, but it's a game they're capable of winning. My um, Palace away. Yeah, which I, I I fully expect Palace to win that game. Yeah. 
So if Palace was to win that and West Ham need to beat either Man City or Brighton, they're probably not going to beat Man City, but they could beat Brighton. And all of a sudden, Man United uh, have, have got a space in the Conference League next season. Currently, Jose Mourinho, Conference semi-finals were harder than the Europa League semi-finals this season. So I don't like <laughs> On paper, on paper, he's on right. Paper, but you've got but, to win it yeah. to win it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's a it's a typical Mourinho thing to say, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I love that that quote from Mourinho has come back in the last week or so, though. That when when he uh, got fired from United, and he said getting this Man United team to finish second is one of the greatest achievements of my career. And people will see. He's like, people will yep. people will see what <laughs> yep. I mean. I, I laughed it at the time. I was like, what are you talking about, mate? You've got a great he squad did. there. He's, he's uh, won the last two trophies. Yeah. Like, he did. He, he won them a European trophy. And he won them, what did, with the, was it League Cup? Yeah. Yeah, it, was, and it might have been FA Cup. And, and took them at second in the league. Yeah, right, against Man, like Man City. Was it Man City at the time? Yeah, yeah it would have been. Yeah, Man City. Um, it's extraordinary when you look back at it, and like, fair play to him. He called it, and it's been nothing short of a shit show since. Oh, with since. a slight, a slight gloss over through some of Solskjaer's time, but really, it's. I think he was referring to like the state of the club behind the scenes, right? And what yeah. what a mess they're in. It wasn't about necessarily the players' at his disposal. It was well, about doing another, what a mess that club is. Apparently, doing another internal restructure at the club, and it's like I just sell it, sell it to yeah. somebody um, who actually will then just go right money in, money out, nice and simple, do up the stadium. You know, mm. like Old Trafford used to be like was deemed one of is the it? best stadiums in the world and now it's just everybody I know who's been recently is like it's a shithole also it was an absolute fortress it's yep. like it's a huge stadium built in an old fashioned way uh, not like the new stadiums that are very like glitzy and they look very nice and they've got lovely seats and you know everyone's got enough space to like lounge out Old Trafford you're tight you're sat in that chair and it feels like you're sat on someone else's seat. There's no room in front of you. There's no room behind you. You're rammed in. The the, the stadium's steep, and it creates an awesome atmosphere. Um, but they just... I, don't, I can't really blame the fans. You know, they sat through shit after shit. Of course, the atmosphere's gone. But that place used to be... No one wanted to go to Old Trafford. It was the one place you didn't want to go to. Well, the one place you don't want to go to right now is St. Mary's. Yeah, um, I, I said to you a couple of weeks ago that um, the season's done, and unfortunately, the players decided that back in February. Um, and there's been a lot of questioning recently about Ralph. There's been questioning about him all the way through. Like managers always get questioned, don't they? Lose three games in a row, and there's a question mark. But every season now, we're just seeing consistently, and I joked about him being shit or champagne. But we are consistently seeing a team that in the bad times cannot be motivated. They cannot uh, they cannot be uh, brought up to the level that they, they need to be at. They, they don't, between them and the manager, don't have like a way to adapt and create a plan B. It's just, it's so strange when you see how good we can be 
and then how bad we can be. I watched the the last match. I can't even remember who it was against now. It was so bad. Um, but just it was like watching a it was like watching a different team. Like it, 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 it I, I can't like I can't put it into words quite how awful we've been over the last couple of months. And it's is fortunate that we went on that good run um, where we were talking about oh we could have one eye on Europe here. Honestly, I think I think there's huge question marks around his ability to man manage and his ability to um, to get the best out of players. I I just don't I don't think he knows what to do when it's not going well, and that is not the sign of a good manager. He's not a bad manager, but it would be very interesting to see what the uh, uh, what the what the new ownership decided to do in the summer. I think they'll give him next season, but if it starts off really badly, he'll he'll be gone. I think they'll have one eye on. You know who the who the next person in the door could be because we can't we can't do this again where we just go on these, these runs. If they've already started an end of season review, but like I'd, general, I'd, I'd hope like, so. Like I know, like what's your objectives? Blah blah blah. Okay, do you think you can achieve what? What's next season's objectives? What do you think you can achieve? And then I think if if it comes across where he's like, no, we'll do more of the same don't need investment, we're going to do this, this, we're being unlucky with injuries, I think they might just pull the trigger and go, no, we need a bit of ambition. Because a new owner doesn't take over the club to finish 14th. They never do. No, and we'd be lucky to finish 14th the way it's going. The people that have bought your club, by all accounts, are football people. So it's not like it's a a Doug Ellis or somebody like that that's coming in, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, I'll buy a football team. This will be great. Um, it's like people with experience of football, like from a manage a football like business management point of view. Yeah. So they're going to be looking at it very like cold, no emotion, and going right. Does he have it? Does he have it in him? Because how many seasons has he been there now? Is that five? I think four, this is five? his fourth season now. So like five, four or five seasons is it's a good run for a Premier League manager who's yep. achieved not a lot. Yeah, the square root of FA, to be honest. Rack up some of your biggest defeats ever. Yeah. I mean, I. And yet, still, until last weekend, still had the full backing of the entire support. I I I wouldn't have fired him after either of the nine nils. Um, I I, I don't think you can react to that sort of result. And even the fact that it happened twice. I I I still, if it happened three times, I still wouldn't have fired him. It's just, you know, because that's the the one offs. It, it's the the long well, run that we go on every season. Well, yeah, but you know they're <laughs> a year or so apart. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the we've been on the long run twice this season. Um, right at the beginning of the season when we couldn't buy a win. Yep. Um, and then yeah, now when all right, we beat Arsenal, but I think this it's the only win we've had in about the last twelve games. It's it's ridiculous. Even the teams like all right, Norwich and Watford are both utter shite. But like even. Even Burnley and Everton probably would struggle to find a time of the season when they've been on as bad run as we've been on. No, I it's think... just, and it's just it just it just it's boring. It, no, but I think you... that's the problem. That's it's what we were saying weeks and weeks and weeks ago about Norwich. Imagine being a Norwich fan. 
Yeah. You can, well, they, they've turned, haven't they? On the, on they've the, finally realised. I think they've just had enough. Similar to what's happened to me, you yeah. guys have like, you know what? Just sh- like, if we're going to go up, let's go up and make a go of it. Mm. If it doesn't work, we go down. That's fine. But none of this, let's go up, buy nothing, play shite, and come back down. What's the point? Yeah. Like, what's the, what's the, who, who does this benefit? What, what, what we'll get money? Right, what you gonna do with the money? Oh, nothing. Cool. Excellent <laughs> stuff, guys. Let's go back to the conference next. Let's go back to the championship next season and slug it out for ninety million games. Like it's, yep. it's, it's. I think as a fan base, especially with the money it costs to go to football and the time and the effort. And as fans, you need, you need to see a bit more. As as fans who don't go, because we're obviously not at home. Uh, it's frustrating for us putting money into the club because mm. you're like, well, what's the point? Because all that's going to happen is my club's going to do nothing for the season. Like you go on a cup run and then it's like it just it almost feels like you get to a certain level. I'm saying this for you as a Saints one. You get where did you get in the cup this season? You did well, did you not? You did. Uh, quarters maybe. Against Man City. Yeah, quarterfinals. You get to get up to Man City, but you kind of get the feeling that even at that stage he's like, all right, that's us done. Yeah. Versus, you know what? Fucking just, we can either get humped off them because it's probably going to happen anyway. It's Man City, or let's throw caution at the wind and galvanise yep. the players again. Confidence building, right? We're coming in. What it was played on the twentieth of March, right? We're coming into the core end of the season, make or break time. Let's go for it. Yep, exactly. Let's go attack them, right? We get beaten the cup, free hit, right, guys? But what did you learn from that? Right, we break now. Next game's against Leeds. Away we go. You know, and like all of a sudden the players yeah. are imbued. And I just, and think... it just it feels like that's missing. That's that's what we just we don't have. And you know, people talk about oh we've not had the money. Or you look at our net spend, it's lower than like every other club, blah, blah, blah. If, I I do get that argument, of course, like Man City have spent more than almost every other club over the last five seasons. Man United have spent the second most and they're struggling to stay in European competition. Liverpool have spent, I think, the 15th most uh, and have won the league and the Champions League and got to two other Champions League finals, I think, in that time. Like, the the argument can only go a certain amount of the distance. We've got a new owner now. Like, they'll spend a bit of money in the summer, but these aren't new owners that are going to go and spend, like, you know, obscene yeah. millions in no, the summer. we discussed that before. So, it's, not, it's not their business model either. No, gonna it's not going to happen. Sell on. You, just... That's why you need quality management, quality coaching, quality infrastructure. You, we need to bring back our, our quality academy. We need to... I hate people using the, like, the money ball phrase in comparison, but we need, we need something that sets us apart from what everyone else is doing. And you, of course, like we're, we're not going to go and finish in the top four, top five, top six. We'd be lucky to finish in, in the top eight, even the top ten. And I've heard people questioning, well, is that an ambition? Like, yeah, it is. You get in the top ten, you get a bit more money at the end of the season. You every, finish in the top like ten, it attracts place, a different caliber of player. I think every place is worth 2.2 million, I think yeah. I read today. So it's, exactly, it's more income, and it 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 shows you off better around the world. Uh, it tracks a better quality of player, uh, and you you build slowly. Like it's not it's not about just 
buying your way up to a top six finish, getting into Europe, uh, fucking it all up because you have to play too many games and then finding yourself back in 14th for the next few seasons, which is what we've done in the Premier League in the last 10 years. Like, we want to, I'd rather see us build it gradually over the next 10, 15, 20 years than have a couple of good seasons and then fall apart again. What's the point? Do you think that's, do you think there's a lack of ambition within the manager though? Because he's already came out and said, I'm, I'm that certainly didn't help that certainly didn't help once I didn't think it would be a that, problem at the time but we were in the middle of a great run so I was being positive but yeah, yeah I, th- I think it was a, a stupid thing to come out and say and yeah I don't know he's this guy that like, he's like Klopp he shows all the like passion he jumps around and he gets with the fans and throws his arms in the air like great but that doesn't doesn't mean he's uh, more in it than another manager that maybe sits there quietly on the touchline. It just means he's a more uh, alpha or extroverted person. It doesn't mean he's more passionate or cares anymore. He just has a a very obvious way of of showing it when something good's happening. So, yeah, I don't don't buy into that whole thing. And, yeah, I I think a change is is necessary. I don't think it's going to happen. And I I, I wouldn't be in the stands like calling for him to be sacked in the morning and all this stuff. But I'll happily say I I do think it's probably time for a change now because you bring in new players and everything. But if you've got the same coaching team trying to motivate them and trying to, you know, create the, the way of playing and the way of working and the way of being you're not going to get that much difference. No, but, you know, it's it's handy that we did a profile on a manager that could come in and revolutionise the club. And he has three initials. Do you remember who that was? Uh, I'm assuming it's not Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. <laughs> no, it's Mr. A-V-B. <laughs> A-V-B. I don't think it would work out. I don't, I don't fancy him in the Premier League again. I like, I like him. I think he's good, but I just, he's too, um, he's he's been to war too many times in the Premier League, and I, I don't, I just don't think it'd work out. You can go for the guy with four letters for a name. A N G E. Luke Carpenter. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Miserable bastard. Even when he won yesterday, still miserable as sin. But this is the thing, right? Is um. I have no idea who I would want our next manager to be. Normally, you have an idea of it. You're like, oh, this this guy looks all right, or you know, he's he's done one in the championship, or uh, oh, he's available. But right now, I don't know. Um, I know who we'd get linked with roughly, but I, who knows who we would bring in? Like Ralph came in out of absolute nowhere. Um, we didn't really know much about him. I'd, I'd heard of him at Leipzig before, but. Yeah, didn't know if he was any good or not. Um, same with the managers we had before that, although they were they were actually terrible. I don't think Ralph's terrible. I just think he's 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 found his ceiling. Yeah, well, it's, it's a shit end to the season. Who knows? Maybe after this, after I was writing and raving, he'll win the next two games five 0 and it all will be forgiven. Oh, it'd be wonderful. Yeah, but um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm genuinely, I'm. Fearful for this this Liverpool game. Um, I don't. Think they, of course, you, are dependent on Man City for, for what happens. Going, but I, like famous last words. But you're not going down. 
I, I, I can't see any. Oh, we're not. We're, we're not going to. We're not going to go down. There's the the goal difference between us and Leeds is too great. Yeah, that's the too. that is the only reason we're not going to go down. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing else keeping us up right now. But and I'm not. I th- I think Leeds have actually got reasonable final games. Um, if I remember right, I'd probably say that now. And they've got teams that are, that are sat gonna, at the top of the league. I was just going to say as well. Oh, I was looking at the league table. Look at the fixtures. Liverpool are playing. I can't believe it's the FA Cup final on Saturday. I oh, know. Yeah, which is mad. Weird time to have it. it. Shall we just see who's going to win? I think Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool will win. <laughs> I think they beat Chelsea. <laughs> Put your money on Chelsea, guys. You've heard it here first. Yeah. Um, but Leeds have got their final two games are Brighton and Brentford. Yeah. So it's favourable, but I mean they are in awful form at the it's moment awful form and but most... yeah it's the goal it's the goal difference honestly the goal difference is the only thing that that will keep us up because it leads could feasibly go and win those 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 two games but their goal difference currently minus 38 hours minus 20 a 9 nil in there for for liverpool would uh put the uh the cat amongst the pigeons but <laughs> leads would need a heroic effort to finish ahead of us yeah well, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, well, Chelsea, Liverpool final. Then obviously you've got the Champions League final on the 28th. Or maybe maybe you'll get lucky because it's a Tuesday night fixture. Maybe they'll rest some players. And I'm like, no, hold on a minute. No, no, they, no they need to win every game yeah. um, and hope. The quadruple's still on. So. And, they do, and they need to win it by a big margin because the goal difference is like, yeah. what, six goals. Um, and they're very capable of, of the big margin as well. Yeah. And then they play. So, yeah, like on. I said, so it's slightly fearful. Well, depending on what happens in the next few days, if any of our listeners happen to have a ticket to the Europa League final <laughs> and no using, um, feel free to tweet us at Away Days Pod. Um, I know someone that would love one, but if 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 a miracle happens and I win some competition that I've entered, or someone reaches out and goes, David, I've got you something. Um, I won't be in Seville, I don't think, sadly. So we might be able to do a, a pre-match pod maybe next week. We can round up how... Do, well, actually, why don't we... We could try and do a live one with the Southampton-Liverpool game on. Well, that could be, that could be, uh, <laughs> that could be interesting. I'll, could, I'll make sure I don't have any beer in front of me. <laughs> probably need some of that Aquavit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah something stronger Just would be necessary. Um, but if not, then the next time that we speak to our loyal fan base, we'll know if Glasgow Rangers are European champions. Not the European champions, but European champions. A European champion. A European champion, um, which would be oh, just be mad. Right, I'm going to go and dig at the tinfoil and the cardboard and start building a life-size replica of the, the Europa League trophy. I think you should hang it off the front of your house. Actually, I'm fairly certain that your uh, your missus would be very happy about that. Oh, I should love it. I was actually thinking what might be easier rather than because I can't buy there's none online. I was thinking maybe I buy a life size cardboard cutout of Hasbulla, <laughs> and I just wrap that in tin foil because he's about the same shape as the cup because he's quite narrow at the bottom and then he's got those wee stocky shoulders and then the head. Obviously, there's no head on the cup, but I can just bend that back, and then that's like a Europa League. 
<laughs> I would much prefer if you just had the cardboard cut out of him stuck on the side of your house. I would, I've seen, I'm going to, I might do it. I might do it. I might just put it um, at the bedroom window. Uh, people <laughs> or maybe in my, my I've got a, the ensuite that faces the front and it's frosted glass but the window pushes out if you walk by a front of a house and the window's opened, if someone was standing at the window you would see them, kind of through the window gap maybe i just attach it with like blue tack and so when they look up they just see Hasbro's face looking at them it's <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful right. idea right, we're on one guys this is why you listen to this podcast ideas and dreams I'm going, <laughs> yeah. to, I'm going to go online I'm going to order it I'm going to see if I can get it on Amazon Prime so it's here tomorrow go on go on Away Days Pod on Twitter and you'll see it you'll see it delivered <laughs> uh, but, okay before we go score prediction for the Europa League final 2-1 after extra time oh. Oh, what are you doing to me I don't think, oh, I don't think I would, oh, just gave me the fear. Um, <laughs> There's fear beyond that. I could have said penalties. I would, oh, but pen, yeah, yeah. But we've got Alan McGregor. That's, that, that's <laughs> we've got Alan McGregor, that would be my thing. But we don't, it seems we don't play for penalties anymore. We just go all out for the win. Okay, 2-1, who to? Rangers? Rangers. Okay, well. Oh, As Gary Neville would say, it's in the stars. I'm going to say 4 2. 4 Tav double. Sakala. And maybe let's fling into the mix. I don't know. Wild card. Calvin Bassey. Calvin Bassey, <laughs> 35, year old, 35 yard rocket cutting in from the left hand side, running down the wing. And he just goes, oh, fuck it. Bomb, big toe. Right in the top corner. Mark my words. Is, it, is that in 90 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mate. Like, we'll be phone a lot and cigars and the deck chairs over there. <laughs> and we'll concede two because we'll just switch off. That's the story of our season is we, we look comfortable and then brain fart and other team scores. So, nah. If we, I'm, I'm going off the Dortmund game. I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I'm going to say that at the end of it, the, the best team will win. <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> is Aaron Ramsey going to play? It depends. We'll see on... Um, he played on Sunday. Didn't play last night because I think he's delicate. Yeah. So, got a good few minutes in. Played really well. Him and Davis linked up well. Um, and then we'll see. I think this weekend will tell. If he starts this weekend, he's not starting. But you would have him on the bench. You know what, like, it's kind of funny, all those Juventus fans and, and other fans for that, that, that thought he wasn't good enough for Juventus, wanted him out of the club, you know, shouldn't be playing here, that, all that kind of thing. Yeah, Juventus aren't going to win anything this season. They're just scraping fourth place to get the Champions League. They lost the Coppa Italia last night to Inter Milan, 4-2, funnily enough. Um, they've, they've done nothing in Europe. And Aaron Ramsey's left on loan, gone to a team in Scotland, potential winning a Euro. Euro Coming back with a European winners medal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine him flaunting that in the dressing room on the first How's day of preseason. Mean, boys? <laughs> uh, no, I would like. Yeah, I hope he played. 
He's he's a very good player, and you want his quality. Player. It's just a shame his bones are made of digestive he, biscuits. Yeah, you just want him on the pitch. So we'll see what happens. But you know what? Of course, I'm going to say we're going to win the Europa League. I have to say it. You got to back it. I've got to back them. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I think only the only the bravest Rangers fans are going like, ah, we're winning this easy, easy. I think we're all starting. To, the nerves are starting to creep in. Of course, they are. Six days to go, and it's yeah. The clock's ticking, but on that note, <laughs> stuff. we have nearly we have nearly done a full match. Yeah, no, with no, with no, we're not going into injury time or extra time. But three 0 Spurs, that's just finished. So the race for fourth is on, and they hope your team doesn't get absolutely scalped. Um, Thanks, but I'm sure they will. Hope your team <laughs> wins a cup. Yeah, and that's it, guys. Speak to you later. Cheerio. Cheers.